Welcome to the Kidney Trail Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Reed. As we get started today, I do want to take a quick few seconds to give a special shout out to Lab Opex and Lona Small. They just recently had me on the show not too long ago to discuss a little bit about how kidney disease and the laboratories uh, coordinate together. Uh, so go check out their show. They are on LinkedIn, Facebook, and some other social media channels. So when you get a chance, go check them out. You don't want to miss her show. You know, the month of April is a very special month for those of us that have been transplanted and those that are in the laboratory, and there's a few different reasons why. The first thing that I'd have to say is April is Donate Life Month, where the individuals that may have gotten transplanted or people have gotten transplanted celebrate Donate Life Month, celebrate the organ they receive, start sharing their stories, maybe bring more awareness to the need of organ donation. And it's just a wonderful month to be able to, for me to reflect on what has happened in my life and how the organ donation has really made a big impact in my life. It's something that I cherish very, very much. The other thing about it is for me in April, it's when I was transplanted. So my transplant date was actually April 13th and it's something that I am very grateful for. It's a day that I do celebrate in different ways. It could be just relaxing. It could be having a cake or some way to commemorate the day that I had the great opportunity to be transplanted. So April is a very special month and I can tell you the team here at Kidney Trails definitely does its best to celebrate in the best way that we know how. The next part of that is lab week. Now one thing is I didn't really quite understand the labs when I was a dialysis patient. And even starting out as a transplant patient, I didn't understand them quite as well either. I didn't start understanding them until I got invited to the ASCP or the American Society of Clinical Pathology meeting in 2018 to go speak. Uh, the National Kidney Foundation actually asked me to go speak on their behalf as a patient. And I had the great opportunity to drive up to Baltimore and to speak at that wonderful conference. And it was so exciting. I got up there, had my speech already, started to listen and to learn from those that knew a lot more about the labs than I did. And when I got up to speak, I ended up changing my speech a little bit to try to fit the audience because I wasn't sure that my story would have resonated as well. I really didn't change a lot, but I will tell you that I did change a few different things. And looking back, I'm glad that I was able to be there so I could learn more and be more prepared. And since then, I've been invited a few times back to the ASCP meeting and actually have gotten very involved with the laboratories and bringing awareness, maybe bringing more information to the public. And this is one of the things is lab week. And that's when I'm recording this is in lab week when I'm recording this podcast. So if you're listening at a later time, that is when we're recording this. One of the things that the ASCP patient champion program does do for individuals is they start getting patients that have had the labs affect them in a very positive manner. They're saying mantra, 
something they go by is the lab that saved my life. And I think that's very unique, especially when you start to realize had it not been for the laboratories, we surely would be in a different place. I can tell you, had it not been for the laboratories, for me personally, as a end-stage renal disease patient back in 2013 and having to go into dialysis a few days later, and then to have the kidney transplant done in 2017, it would not have been able to diagnose me as well, if at all, without the labs. So I am very grateful for what they have done for for me personally and then what they do for our patients or those that we talk to, other fellow patients, I guess would be the correct word to say. But I want to give a shout out to those that work in the laboratories and especially when 2020 hit with the COVID. I'm not sure if you really realize how extensively the laboratories were involved with the COVID when it came to COVID testing. They were the ones, the laboratory technicians, those that were in the back, were that those that were not seen was actually facing this disease face to face, literally, because they'd have to get once they got the test, once the test came to them, then they had to put it through all their different uh, equipment and everything to diagnose what the they're one of the ones that were on the front lines. And when I mean front lines, I mean on the front lines. They they had to test the samples that came to them to see if someone was positive for COVID or not. And what a very unique... I know one of the things ASCP is doing is adventures in the lab and really highlighting the laboratories as superheroes. And I can tell you that they stood in the front lines. And, you know, a lot of people think of front lines of those that were in the rooms with the patients and that's true they are but when it comes to it without the laboratories we would not have known people would not have been without the laboratories without the laboratories people would not have been able to be diagnosed with COVID we might not even know what it is so I do want to give a shout out to the those to those that work in the laboratory I'm very grateful for what you do each and every day today's show we're going to be talking about preparing for the unknown team here at kidney trails one thing is we have a few things we say around here but one thing is we're we are preparing you for the unknown when it comes to something like kidney disease i think of the unknown when i was diagnosed i did not understand the full concept of what end-stage renal disease was what stage five kidney disease was what all entailed in it what dialysis meant i didn't know any of that i didn't understand the full concept of a kidney transplant. I didn't understand that I had to go to treatment three days a week since I was an insert patient. I had to go to treatment three days a week and should not miss a treatment. I wasn't prepared for all that. Or it was very hard for me to comprehend that that is what I had to do to keep living. Now I can tell you that I did not miss a treatment, though sometimes it was very difficult for me to go into treatment. The only thing I knew is that if I wanted to live, I needed to go get my treatment. So the question is, how do we prepare for the unknown? Well, first and foremost, if you're listening to this podcast, then I can tell you that you have made a very good first step. Now, what we talk about here a lot of times is a little different. I leave the medical advice to the professionals. I leave, you know, if you want something medically, I encourage you to talk to your care team, your 
primary care physician, your nephrologist. I encourage you to talk to them. But I want to talk about the unknown. And when I mean unknown, I'm not meaning all the things that, that you can see. Dialysis. We could talk about transplant, but the unknown. That feeling when you're first diagnosed. Now, when I was first diagnosed, it was a feeling of loss, of confusion, fear, despair. Am I going to live? Am I going to die? And I can tell you that with being diagnosed with something like kidney disease, and it doesn't matter whether it's kidney disease or any other type of uh, disease that can be life-altering, it all still has similar effects. So what do we do? How can we prepare for the unknown? Well, the first thing is, is something that my uncle started to teach me back when I was 16. My uncle had started his own business and I was helping him. And as we would ride from one job to the next job, he would start to put on these CDs. And what he put on, I remember, I believe the first one that I ever heard was from Zig Ziglar. And talking about how to have a positive mindset. And at the time, I was like, I really don't want to listen to it. It's not very interesting. I'd rather listen to my music. I just take out my, back then, it was an MP3 player. Uh, nowadays, of course, we can all listen to it on our phone. But back then, it was an MP3 player. And I think iPods were just starting to come out about the time. I'd take it out. I'd plug my headphones in. And I'd put it in my ear and turn on my music so I didn't hear all the things that Zig Ziglar had to say or some of the other ones that he put on. He put on CDs, not only Zig, but he put on Jim Rohn. He would put on uh, maybe The Richest Man in Babylon, some Napoleon Hill, these different ones that would help to prepare you maybe mentally with good thoughts. Like I said, the first one I heard was Zig Ziglar. And one of the things I remember with one of his speeches is he was talking about being positive, having a good mindset, taking in the good, the clean, the powerful, and the pure within our minds and keeping it there and utilizing it during some of the more challenging times in our life. At, at age 18, 19, 20, I started to get into it. I had changed my job over to sales. I worked with him. Things had started to happen, and there was not enough work for both of us, so I ended up going to a, another company. And was doing sales and I started to listen to Zig and listen to Tom Hopkins, all these other different ones, Les Brown. And they would talk about sales. They would talk about positive mindset. They would talk about it's possible, think and grow rich, all these different things. I'd start to take them in. I started to put them in my mental storehouse. When I was diagnosed with end-stage renal disease in 2013, that was a very big help to me. The reason why is I had that stuff stored. I had those thoughts. I had those lessons stored in my mind that I had learned by listening to him. It all started with my uncle at age 16. That's when he started to share with me. And I started to bring out, it's stay positive. I started to bring out those good thoughts, those encouraging thoughts, those things that that would have helped me along the way. And it did truly help prepare me, even though it was unknown. And I was I've always mentioned that, being diagnosed with dialysis was kind of like walking in the park. Life is going normal. You walk in the park and there you see the the ducks landing on the crystal clear pond. And then you see the benches and people laughing and talking, the lush green grass. And then a detour sign comes up right in front of me and I had to take a detour. And next thing I know is I'm standing in front of a broken gate, an old rusty broken gate with barely enough room for me to fit in, and there was really no pathway, just 
was foggy and it was misty and very it's scary in the sense it was very nerve-wracking for someone that had never faced this before one of the thoughts that came to my mind was zig ziglar you are born to win and i really started to grasp that thought that i was born to win that i was going to be able to win this battle and i can tell you throughout the whole time i was on dialysis keeping a positive mindset helped me in a significant way some people say well you know i i tried listening to those i tried to follow what they did and it doesn't do anything for me they don't really know my situation jim Rohn said it best he said don't be a follower be a student take a little from here a little from there and then apply it to your own philosophy of life that would help you along your way and i was able to maintain a positive mindset. And it was hard, especially in today's world where it's so negative. It is very challenging some days to have a positive thought, to have a positive mindset. And especially when you're facing something such as dialysis or some other tragic thing is happening in your life, the first thing we want to do is just think on that thing that's happened. So I encourage you, first of all, a positive mindset. Read those things that can help. And like I said, learn from them i think that's very key is to learn from those that are teaching that the other thing i want to talk about is journaling now i didn't start journaling until after i was transplanted i didn't see the value in it until later on in life and now i look back and i learned my lesson is that i journal and now everybody has a different way on how to journal and i think i talked a little bit about this in my last show but it is something that can help you prepare for that unknown. If you keep your thoughts, those things that come through your mind, you write them down in your journal, you'll have them for later. Because especially when you're in that time of challenge, sometimes you may not be able to pull it out your mind. So if you have it on paper right near you, you can pick it up and say, oh, I remember that. So I encourage people to journal. I think it's very good. You could write down. Some people may want to journal every day. I, as I've said before, I'm not an everyday journal. I journal when the thoughts come. I generally have my journal generally within reach of me. Wherever I go, it stays in my backpack, maybe stays near me, just in case if I think of something that I may want to write down. The other thing is information. Information is very key and very important. Now, make sure you get your information from the right sources. Information can be a funny thing. You realize that you can get information at any time. Pretty much anywhere you're at if you have a cell phone. The internet is full of great information. But as much as it's full of great information, there's also bad or negative information. Maybe about the situation. I've I've discussed that and that's something I think we will discuss later on in another show is talking about uh, the reasons why somebody wouldn't get a transplant. But one of the things that we did talk about in there was the lack of the right information and too much of the wrong information. And you can either be not informed enough or misinformed or informed too much about the wrong things. So information is very important. It's very important to know where to get it from. Like we said at the start of the show, I encourage you, if you have any, you want any medical information, reach out to your care team. Reach out to the physicians that you go to. You've heard it said today, I'm sure, that knowledge is power. Well, one thing that I've learned is knowledge is not power unless action is taken that's a good one to take with you knowledge is not power unless action is taken if you have the knowledge and you don't utilize it it's powerless 
But if you have knowledge and you utilize it in the good, positive way, it's powerful. It's powerful in your life. It could be that book that you read, that it could be that thought that you had. Others may want to share it to help other people. So just take take in consideration to, to have the knowledge and then utilize it. If your physician says, well, if you or your dietitian or any of your care team says, if you do this and this and this, it could probably prolong you. You may not even have to go on dialysis. You may not even have to have a kidney transplant if you do this and this and this. Take action on that knowledge. These are a few different things that I learned in preparing for the unknown. I know dialysis to those that have been diagnosed with kidney disease. Many can probably attest it's a very challenging and scary, fearful, unnerving time in their life that they felt they weren't prepared for. I would say that if you utilize at least these three things, and there's so much more that I could discuss, but we don't have time for it in today's show, that, that these three things will help you in your journey to be prepared. First, have a positive mindset. Second, journal. Third, have the right information and utilize the knowledge that you have in a good way. If you do these three things, I think it can help you. You know, even if you just do one of them. I challenge you to do one of these things, to, to work on one of them, to better yourself in this area. Maybe to be more positive in your mindset. Maybe to journal a little bit more or to even gather more information. I, I feel if you do any one of these things and just take it and, and try and see what happens, I think you will find out that you're more prepared for the unknown than you ever thought you could be. There's a lot of exciting things coming to you from the Kidney Trails team. So the first thing is, this month we have released our first e-magazine. Uh, be sure to go online and subscribe for an email so that you may receive this. You can also There's also a clickable link on our website at www.kidneytrails.com where you can download it if you are... Uh, if you are a patient, download it for your, it's for your reading pleasure. It's to help you. If you work in a dialysis clinic or a transplant center, download it. Maybe print it out for your patients and to hand it out to them to help them along their journey. We have a few other special announcements too. I can tell you that Dwellin Williams, our COO, will be coming out with the first ever Kidney Trails comic book called I Don't Know About This. Dwellin Williams will be releasing his comic book here very soon. Be sure to look out for the launch date of that. The other thing is that we have coming up is we have a conference that is in the planning and in the works. We still don't have a date set, but hopefully by next show we will have a date set. I do know we have some speakers ready and raring to come speak life into you, to help you, to encourage you along the way, to and date to be released very, very soon. We're in the process of getting our committee together and getting speakers lined up. We're in the process of getting the planning going. So you should hear a date from us very, very soon. So that way you can go ahead and reserve your spots. Keep on a lookout for that. And until next time, be encouraged for your one step closer to the peak of success. Once again, I appreciate you tuning in to the Kidney Trail Podcast, and until next time.